Thank you for joining us. Just as God created the earth, he created heaven. We already know how majestic the earth is because God allowed us to see it. Even with all of its problems, because of sin, the breathtaking beauty of earth is undeniable. In our finite minds, we cannot imagine the splendor of heaven, even though we know it exists. As Pastor Rander speaks to us today on the magnificence of heaven, have your Bible pen and paper handy as you will want to record what awaits the children of God when we get there. Those who are in Christ will live forever with him. That's so critical because Satan has put our lies that there are many roads that lead to heaven. That's a lie straight from the pits of hell, my friend. John 8, 24 says, Therefore I said to you that you will die in your sins. For if you do not believe that I am he. I wish y'all would just open your Bible sometime and just underline it. Oh, I get happy. You, you, you got, you say, look, look what it says. It says, if you do not believe that I am he. Who is he? Jesus. Who is Jesus? God. You will die in your sins and not go to heaven. You see, Acts 4.12 says, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Jesus is the only name through which we are saved. You're not saved through no other name, no other person. And some of you have allowed people to be your God. They can call you, they can email you, they can tweet you, they can text you. And they say, let's do this, let's do that, and come here, go there, and here you go, here you go, here you go. Listen, only God is your God. Stop allowing people to be your God. You ultimately answer to God. If they stop being your friend because you don't want to do what they're asking you to do, then you don't need them as a friend. You don't need that kind of person in your life dictating to you and leading you by the nose and you're going because they went. you this way because they're that way. You're here because they're here. And on and on they go. That's sickening. John 14, 6 says, Jesus said to him, I am the way. In other words, the only way, the truth. He's the truth in the midst of all these lies and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You can't get to heaven, but through Jesus. That's right. That's right. If grandma over there in heaven, you're not going to see grandma, you ain't Sue, Uncle Jim, nobody else in heaven, if you haven't come through Jesus. He said, except through me. Number two, who's, who's in heaven? Those who surrender their lives to the Lord and seek him first. Those who surrender their lives to the Lord and seek him first. Absolutely nothing should take priority over the Lord, our God. In other words, we're saved by Christ, and then once we are saved by Christ, we are to surrender our lives to Christ. What does does it mean to surrender your life to Christ? You listen to me. To surrender your life to Christ means this. Lord, wherever you want me to go, I'll go. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do. Whatever you want me to say, I'll say. Whatever you want me to be, I will be. I'm totally yours. I must decrease that you must increase. 
here I am, send me. I'm yours all the way from earth to glory. I, my money belongs to you. My time belongs to you. My energy belongs to you. My children belongs to you. My job belongs to you. My house belongs to you. God, give me your wisdom for my life. Even when it doesn't make sense, here am I, send me. And nothing should come before your Lord and God. Matthew 6, says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. God first, friends, God first. Thirdly, who's going to heaven? Those who obey and keep the commandments of God. Those who obey and keep the commandments of God. These are the ones who are going to heaven. The scripture says, why call me Lord and do not the things I say? Whatever the Bible says, do, do. That's what Jesus' mother said. Whatever he says, do. Keeping the commandments. Whatever this book says, do, you do. Whatever the Bible says, don't do, you don't do. Isn't that simple? It's not algebra or geometry. It's not even trigonometry. Those who obey and keep the commandments of God. And I've never seen so much rebellion in the house of God. In the house of God. Know what the word says, and you are in God's face with your own agenda, with your own game, and with your own schemes. Revelation twenty two fourteen says, blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life, I underline this, and may enter through the gates into the city. What city? The heavenly city. Heaven. Who's going to heaven? Those who keep the commandments. Not who bring about a big Bible and bring it to church and say, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. You can say all that. Those who, you can shout all over this church and bust hell wide open. It's not how you, how, how, how you jump and rolling over the floor and speaking in tongues and foaming at the mouth. Get up and sit down and learn something. You may come on, I'm, I'm emotional. Uh, listen, the devil can be emotional. The devil can be emotional. Sometimes all that emotionalism can get in God's way. He's shouting all over the place. And the biggest devil on Monday. Sit down so you can learn something. Why don't y'all say amen? Those who, <laughs> those who obey and keep the commandments of God. Who's going to heaven? Four, fourthly, those who keep their eyes fixed on Jesus and believe his promises will endure and not lose heart. Did you get that? Those who keep their eyes fixed on Jesus and believe his promises will endure all the tests, all the temptations, will endure all the trials and not lose heart. In other words, in the midst of difficulties. I love that. Um, to everybody with the Bible, uh, uh, turn to Hebrews 12, 2 and 3. Turn, turn to Hebrews 12, 2 and 3. Are y'all hanging with me? Oh, God is trying to help you through these messages on heaven. And God has me here to help you in the process. When you find Hebrews chapter 12, verses 2 and 3, say amen. If you turn and keep on turning and practice your Bible, okay? It says, those who keep their eyes fixed on Jesus, looking unto Jesus. Your eyes got to stay fixed on Jesus. When trouble get in your way, Hardships come when betrayal comes, misunderstanding comes, 
when all when death comes, when failure comes, what keeps you from sinking in the midst of those crises is looking unto Jesus. Did you get what I said? Not Dr. Phil, not Oprah, not some celebrity, huh? Not some little book that somebody put in your hand, looking unto Jesus. That's how you survive this world. The author and finisher of our faith. Huh? Faith. You know, he, he, he's the orchestrator. He, he originated this business. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Now, you can understand the cross was a, was a horrible way to die. It was excruciating. It was shameful. It was painful. It's the worst way a person can die it was a slow, agonizing death. There's only one Savior that died on the cross for the sins of the world. Yeah, many people die on the cross, but only one person died for sins, and that was the sinless one, our divine substitute, the Lord Jesus Christ, who for the joy that was set before him, God endured the cross, despising the shame. It was shameful. And has sat down. He went through all that shame, all that pain, all that agony, Huh? was victorious and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now look at verse 3. I want you to hang your hats on this. For consider him. Who is him? Jesus. Pronoun for Jesus. Who endured such hostility. Say hostility. Has anyone ever been hostile to you? Hostile in attitude? Hostile on your job? Hostile in the games they play against you? Huh? Hostile. He endured hostility. All of us are going to endure something from sinners against himself. Consider what Jesus has gone through when you go through your trials. That's right. When you go through death, when you go through pain, when you go through uh, misunderstandings, consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself. It says, if you don't keep looking at Jesus, it says, lest you become weary and discouraged in your soul, keeping your eyes on Jesus will help you survive anything that intrudes into your life. Whatever the worst of the thing is, God will get you through it, and people will wonder, how did you survive it? And you'll say, but by the grace of God, but God. Why don't you say amen? Who's going to heaven? Who's going to heaven? Those who refuse to settle for cheap, worldly substitutes. Those who refuse to settle for cheap, worldly substitute. We must not get comfortable, so comfortable loving the passing pleasures of this world, but rather hold on to those things which have lasting, eternal value. Value. In other words... Don't settle for cheap worldly substitutes because you're going to heaven. You may not ever live in dominion. Don't worry about it. You may not ever make a a certain amount of money per hour. Don't let that be the, the end of the day for you. You may not ever get what you thought you ought to be. Just don't let your laziness uh, infringe upon that, by the way. Those who refuse to settle 
for cheap worldly substitutes. We must not get comfortable loving the passing pleasures of this world. Football, basketball, fishing, shopping, yourself, your makeup, your golf clubs, your, your whatever. But hold on to those things which have lasting eternal value. As a matter of fact, my friend, you ought to become so homesick for Jesus that you find yourself letting things go that have no lasting eternal value. Right now, my wife and I, we're already planning how to get rid of things. We've already gotten rid of some things. We already, listen, we said we, have, we haven't used it in the last two or three years. We don't need it. We're going to either give it away, throw it away. We're going to do something with it. We can't take it. Can't take it. And I'm not going to, well. we, we're downsizing. That's right. And some of y'all, you want more and more and more. You're going to die with all this stuff, leaving headaches for folk to figure out what you're going to do with it. It's time to, when, you, when you're in your 20s and 30s, you're gaining. It's a time to gain. And you ought to read that Ecclesiastes 3. And it's time to receive and it's time to throw away. And the older you get, the stuff around you ought to have less value and heaven ought to become more valuable. <laughs> heaven ought to become more valuable. You have heaven in your view, my friends. Matthew six nineteen through 20. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust and thieves break in and steal. Put all them fancy things on your wheels and then get mad when somebody rip them off. Boy, you didn't need all that know-how. Your car can ride pretty good without all that stuff. You stop the car, stop and the wheels, them things in there still running. You try you just, for people to say, ooh, look at that. Isn't that cute? And you park at the stove, come back, and they gone. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, ha, ha. You, you, you want to glitter in front of folk? And how come God allow things to be stolen just to bring you down? What you, who are you trying to impress? Let all that stuff go. I don't want nothing. My car stopping the stuff just turning. And just doing all that stuff, you know. And, uh, and you're sounding off with the boom box. You, you ever had your car rattled with the music from the car next? He said, light, please hurry up and turn. They know you got an expensive system in there, and then you go park, they follow you, and you're going off into your business. You come out, your whole system is gone. <laughs> That's what you get for putting it on display. Some of y'all so protective of your stuff, you'll park way down there. <laughs> we don't want our cars touch. I know that. But you, you strategically do all that stuff to save your stuff. Man, folk know how to, they're going to scratch your stuff just because it looks good. Why don't you say amen? They're going to put a dent in it because they don't have something like that. And some of y'all park between nice looking cars. You figure like they'll protect yours. You know all them. <laughs> protect your stuff. What are you doing? Let me tell you something. I don't care how nice it is, how lovely it is, how nice it rides, how many glitters of, you got all them, all that stuff. You know, I got, I got a wedding band on and uh, now I got a nicer one. I'm not going to tell you where it is, but, but I'm not wearing that here. When I go on a mission trip, I, 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 I really, I have just basic. When I come up here, you don't see no glittering cross, and you don't see me with no loud, psychedelic suit and my, my coat going all the way down to the floor. You know, 
I got five rings on my finger and you need shades as I'm preaching. That's a distraction to the gospel. And don't let me smile. All you see is bling, bling. (laughs) Come on. Come on. Doesn't take all that. I come up here plain. I come up here simple. That's right. I come up here loving Jesus to bring you to Jesus. That's my goal. I don't, listen, you don't buy nothing from me. What have I sold you? Nothing. I'm not selling you a shoe. I'm not selling makeup. I'm not selling rings. I'm not selling nothing because I don't want you mad at me because that stuff didn't work or that stuff, whatever. I just want to give you Jesus. I'm not here for what you can give me. I'm here to give you Jesus. I'm concerned about your soul, and one day I must give an account for my stewardship of pastoring this church to the glory of God. That's what I have to do. I got to stand before the Lord and give an account to every member in this church, and when I have to answer to God for you, I wonder what will that be like when I stand before God? How was brother so-and-so, sister so-and-so? How was this person? How was that? Standing before God, giving an account for those under my charge. I'm responsible for you. I'm responsible for you. I take this seriously. I'm passionate. I love you. You matter to me. Why? Because you matter to God. You matter to God. 1 John 2, 17 says, and the world is passing away. That's why I'm looking beyond. The world is passing away and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. Those who do the will of God abides forever. I close with this thought. I thought I was going to finish this section, but I can't. What makes heaven so fulfilling is that never again will anyone desire worldly pleasures and earthly possessions because they are all, they have all passed away and we will be totally satisfied living in the presence and glory of God. You're not going to think about all the stuff you acquired in this life. What matters is that you're in God. Y'all talking about, if you don't ever get gold, don't forget about that. You're walking on streets of gold. You, 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 you're in heaven. And, and you know, heaven is being with God. Uh, verse, 3a, verse 3a says, and I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, behold, the tabernacle of God is with men and he will dwell with them being in God's presence and they shall be his people. Being with God, my friend, is heaven. Being with the one who created me, who loved me, who died for me. Being in the midst of the majestic one, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. 
the grandiose one, being in his presence will transcend all. And all God's children said, and Father, we thank you for the message on heaven. And Father, I preach my heart out because so many are not going there. So many are deceived. So many have genders. So many are promoting themselves and they're not promoters of God. So many want people to look like them and not look like Christ. So many have ill motives. So many are saying things that shouldn't be said. Doing things should not be done. Wayward and don't know it. Regressing and not progressing. Relapsed. Father, we are too close to going home to be dysfunctional Christians. To be on the wrong road. To be missing the mug. To be a hot mess. Oh, Lord, teach us to love you and to fall in love with you all over again and keep a heavenly, eternal, spiritual perspective. Help us to keep the main thing, the main thing. Oh, God, may we confess our sins and repent. May we settle ourselves down and realize we're your church, we're your bride, we're your people, and you got it all in control. You don't need us to help you in a way that brings shame on your name. We don't need you, Lord. Lord, you don't need us to have bad attitudes, to be puffed up and proud and arrogant, to be glory stealers, robbing you of tithes and offerings. Why should you let robbers into your heaven? Oh, God, may we have a holy hush and be quiet and realize that you're on your throne, you're in charge, and prayer changes things. Father, please, in the name of Jesus, help us to keep heaven in our view, to keep us from being worried, fretful, keep us from having disorderly conduct, keep us from having too high of a view of ourselves. God, keep heaven in our view that we become a sheer delight, a holy aura, in your nostrils. In Jesus' name. And all God's children said, Amen. This is a sobering moment because God spoke to you. God spoke to you. Whether you, whether you like what you heard or not, God spoke to you. And you know what? God says it's time to let things go. And get right with God. It's time to surrender. It's time to stand. It's time to come to Jesus. Because some of you have been drifting. Some of you have been going the wrong direction. Some of you are lost and don't know it. 
Some of you are in spiritual regression and don't know it. Some of you are unrevived and don't know it. What's been eating you up this year? What's got you all angry and disturbed in your spirit and all emotionally distraught? Tell it's affecting your children. It's affecting your house. It's affecting your grandchildren. It's affecting your disposition. Let it go and come to Jesus. He loves you. There are others of you, you, you say, but you're not in the church house. You're not a member of the church, brother. You, you, you don't have a membership, and God don't just want you to attend the church. He wants you to be a part of his active living organism. He wants you to be a part of his church. Jesus came and was born in Bethlehem of Judea to save the peoples from their sins. He came, he lived, he died on the cross, he was buried according to the scripture, but early Sunday morning he rose and he's coming back again and you better get right and you better live ready because he's come. And I'm going to tell you something, it doesn't take long to die. (laughs) You can be young and die, you can be healthy and die, you can be old and die. Babies die. Listen, if you were to die by midnight tonight, what kind of decision would you be making for God right now? These counselors are waiting to receive receive you. You say, but I'm a visitor. It's my first time here. So what? Could be your last day on earth. Hell is full of people with good intentions. You come now. Come to Jesus. God is real. When we accept him as our Lord and Savior, the indwelling Holy Spirit becomes alive in us. And as indescribably good as that is, the best is yet to come. In heaven, God himself will live among his children. No more problems, no more pain, no more preparing for the worst, because the worst will no longer exist, nor will we remember that it ever did. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located in Palmverse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683.